some struggles aren't external, you can see them. Like somebody who is maybe like morbidly obese, you know that maybe that person has some deep emotional pain or that drinks a lot. But then some people look perfect and they have a lot of struggles on the inside that no one knows about. And that was me when I was young because I looked like the California dream. I was young and blonde and beautiful and I drove a fancy sports car, but I was tormented inside. I mean, literally I was tormented. And now I'm older and I'm not so California dream, but I'm happy. I, I love that I'm my who God has made me to be. And that's what I love to share. I want people to, to know, to be that authentic, wonderful self that God has made you to be, just perfect as you are. And wow, the things that he can do. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we have someone with us from Northern California. Actually, she's on the phone lines, unfortunately not here in the studio with us. But Gretchen Keskes has many talents. As I've gotten to know her a little bit through looking at her website, I see that she's a singer, a speaker, an actress who works in television and commercials, and she's a trained journalist, something I appreciate. She's worked in TV news, and she also studied at the Beverly Hills Playhouse for four years. She has three albums, Walking in the Spirit, Pure Hope, and Words of Truth, that last one from 2019. Most of all, though, she loves the Lord, and she loves people, and we're going to learn more about Gretchen Keskes and her music today. So, Gretchen, welcome to Charisma Connection. Hi, Chris. It's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm so glad to get to know you a little bit, and I understand that your speaking and your music ministry began with a prayer. Would you tell us all about that? Oh, absolutely. Well, I had been raising my my kids and um, married and had a, have a wonderful husband, three kids, and um, I had watch the show intervention just one of those shows i i tuned into because it was of interest to me and i i just have a heart for people who struggle because i have had some of those struggles in my past but i would always think when i would watch the show i'd think you know if only those people knew jesus mm-hmm. and because i know for me personally uh, that's i was healed by so much and so I had a prayer that one of those nights and I just said, Lord, if you could use me, the things that have happened to me for your glory, for to share your hope and healing with these people that are suffering so much. And I know there are just countless people out there who are suffering. And then along with the families, along with them, I said, you know, if you, if you have, if you, if that's something I could do, just, I ask you to help me. Cause I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea where that would lead or what I would do, but, looking back on that time, which is now maybe eight years ago, nine years ago or so, it's, I just am astonished the things he's done and it's been all him. Um, and things that I used to, I mean, I can get into this later, but the thing about the Lord is you can have all these dreams in your heart. I used to have a lot of all the dreams that I had as a young child, he has brought true for me, but through the most wonderful purpose and that's to glorify him and um 
So anyway, that's how the prayer started. And I just wanted to, I love sharing what he's done because, you know, I grew up in a home of psychiatry and we can talk about that too. But so I know all about the whole therapy and self-help world. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that isn't helpful for people because I think there is help to be had. But without Jesus, I really don't believe I mean, there's a true change of heart in Christ. That's why, you know, I, I volunteer in prison. So I see, I see hardened criminals who just have hatred in their heart turn to gentle, loving lambs. And it's only Jesus who can do that. I, I love that. But, you know, I want to go back to the beginning because I'm like, isn't that interesting how God can even use a television show to launch a ministry? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. That's fantastic. Well, how has God opened doors for you as you you share your own testimony and your music? Well, first, the first door that was open, um, because I have I have all these different backgrounds. Like you had said, I I have a journalism degree, so mm-hmm. I love writing. I um, I always loved singing. I grew up in a very musical home. My mother was a beautiful pianist, hmm. and I used to love to sing, although I was kind of afraid to sing in front of people. That's just part of my anxiety that I had, and I had such a fear of people. But our church uh, had auditions for the worship team. This was about a few weeks after this prayer, hmm. and I used to sit in church and just kind of be in awe of the people up there because they were just wonderful musicians. I went to a church, um, we're no longer there, but it was just a really high quality, beautiful music, amazing singers. And so when they said they had auditions, I thought, wow, can I do that? And mm. I asked the Lord and uh, he helped me and I got on the ensemble. And then before you know it, I was leading worship and I just loved it. I just loved sharing my heart through singing and through music and leading others in worship. And then from there, um, I just started writing music. I, there was this one song, the first song I wrote was called Standing on the Word of God. And I had been feeling discouraged about some things. And I had heard a, a sermon I had listened to about, you know, standing on God's word and, and you know, don't let the, it's just something about the mockers get you down and and I just felt very empowered and before you know it I was on the piano just I was alone at home one day and I knew the piano a little and this song came out of me and I was like wow that just sounds pretty good and um and so I put it out on social media and I had a huge response people just loved it so you surprised yourself is what you're saying Right. Exactly. Like I said, <laughs> none of this was intentional. I mean, I wasn't like, okay, how do you write a song? No, it was more uh, like the Lord put these things on my heart mm-hmm. and then gave me this ability to just, and then it's like my voice just really opened, my whole heart and voice opened up and, and it was so exciting for me. And then before you know it, I thought, well, I love doing this. And so I started writing more songs and then I wrote another song called Then I Met Jesus, which is really my testimony song. And it talks about, you know, I, you know, there's this line in it that says, how's it go? It goes, there's a time in every life, a moment, never planned. I start to decide this is who I am. I had that moment there had been hurt, innocence lost like permanent dirt. But then I met Jesus. He washed me clean. And that was, that was so, it was so healing to me to write that, to have my whole testimony down like that and to glorify the Lord. 
as to what he had done for me. And to this day, I listen to that song, and I look at that song, and it just means so much to me. I, I think we'll play a little clip of that, too, because, you know, we want people to understand where you came from and how the Lord has brought you out of that. I had that psychiatry. I used to read my father's psychiatric journals. Wow, that's interesting. And and let's let's fill people in on who your father was. He was Dr. Thomas Harris, right? Yes. And he's a psychiatrist and he wrote the book I'm Okay, You're Okay, which many people would know. Exactly, right. A big bestseller from the early 70s. And um my dad, yeah, he passed away in 95, but I I have great love for my dad. He he was a and, and you know, what beautiful thing about my dad is in the later days of his life, he really found his joy and his hope in the Lord. And it was mm. beautiful. That was so when he passed away, we were very close. And I, I knew you know, it, was, it was very sweet when the last day that I spent with him, he had some dementia. But when I was going out the door, he like was looking out and he said, you know, I know there, there's something good out there. And then I got it call later that night that he had passed away. I had been down in Los Angeles. I flew down. So I feel very good about my father and where he's at. He's, but I also am proud of the work he's done, although I don't have total agreement with the yes, whole right. self-help because without the Lord, I mean, it's, you can have wonderful advice about how to relate with people, but without the power to do it, like I even went to therapy once a couple times and they would hand me these sheets. They'd say, okay, read these affirmations to yourself in the morning. I am uh, confident. I am assertive, you know, things that I had struggled with and it wouldn't do anything for me. <laughs> I just got more and more into my own head. And the more I got mm. into my own head and my own self, the worse off I became. And it's when I met Jesus and I just said, God, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. And I gave it to him and he just, wow, what he does for people. And I just, I, it's so amazing. And I just love sharing that. I love touching other people. That means the most to me, just sharing that and giving other people that hope that, you know, a lot of people struggle. Everybody struggles. Everybody has struggles. But some right. people look like some struggles aren't external. You can see them. Like somebody mm -hmm. who is maybe like morbidly obese, you know that maybe that person has some deep emotional pain or that drinks a lot. But then some people look perfect and they have a lot of struggles on the inside that no one knows about. And that was me when I was young because I looked like the California dream. I was young and blonde and beautiful, and I drove a 
fancy sports car, but I was tormented inside. I mean, mm. literally, I was tormented. And now I'm older and I'm not so California dream, but I'm happy. I, I love that I'm my who God has made me to be. And that's what I love to share. I want people to, to know, to be that authentic, wonderful self that God has made you to be, just perfect as you are. And wow, the things that he can do. So I understand that God really freed you from anxiety and depression. Oh, absolutely. Because the depression, and I really do believe this, it's a, when you have a loss of hope, and I had no hope for my life. I had no hope. I thought I would never get married. I thought I would never have kids. I didn't know, think I could do anything because I was so tormented. I had, I, get, I never was diagnosed with it, but from reading my dad's psychiatric journals, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely mm-hmm. I had, I had OCD. I, I was wow. stuck in rituals. Uh, washing my hands, checking, and I and some people joke about OCD, but when you really have it, it's a torture. Yes, and I, so I my mind was just constant. It was I was so racked with anxiety and fear that I would sometimes literally shake, hmm. and I couldn't even think straight. And so I thought, who's going to want to marry me? How can I ever do anything? I mean, I could li- it literally took me five hours to leave the house going through all my rituals. So, oh, wow. I, I mean, to even think about getting in front of people and singing or, or being on live TV, that was like, there's no way in a million years. I, was, I even had opportunities in my young career when I was working in news to do live TV. I, the news director really liked me and he kept hitting. He wanted me to do live TV, but I never wanted to do it because I was so terrified something would happen. I would freak out. I would have an anxiety attack. So I always stayed in the background. And so now I do tons of live TV. I do tons of live uh, radio. I sing in front of people. I appear live all the time. And and I never have one ounce of fear. I never doubt anything because I totally empty myself. And I just say, Lord, fill me up. And he's just, he's so amazing. That is an amazing testimony that you never have one ounce of fear. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I won't, I, I'm sure I get maybe a little adrenaline pumps through my veins sure, and I get sure. a little bit, but, but I don't have that kind of a dread, that kind of a, like I couldn't even get on an airplane. I, I just say, Lord, the wor- what's the worst thing that can happen? I could die and I go to be with the Lord. So yay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, maybe that's why when I read one particular part of your bio, I could see a person who has no fear could go into this particular situation. I thought of Johnny Cash when I read this part of your bio. Now, what what am I talking about here, Gretchen? <laughs> Folsom Prison. <laughs> exactly. So you're leading worship for prison fellowship at women's facility at Folsom Prison in California, which Johnny Cash made famous with one of his albums. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same place. And that's another answered prayer because when those women, oh, this gets me, but when those women are there, just, you know, you can just see the change and they're just so on fire for the Lord. Hmm. It's just, you know, you just, it's, it, you just see, you just see what he's done in their lives. And um, that was my, those, these women are the exact women I prayed about. You know, when I had that initial prayer, and when I watched, though these women all have had, you know, just 
horrible, you know, backgrounds of abuse. They grew up in, in they, you know, a lot of these women, they get in these situations just because they just don't know anything else. Yes, you know, they grow right. up in these horrible homes. They're abused. They have alcohol, you know, they have drug addicted families. And, and then they're, they're repeating that cycle. So to see them coming out of that is just, it's so powerful. And um, my heart goes out to them because unfortunately, because of COVID, they closed the prison down to us. So mm-hmm. I, the last time I was out there was of January 2020, and then they closed it. Um, they've had many cases out there, but I'm praying that next year things look better and we'll be able to get back in there. But I just, I'm, I miss it. Oh, we had an amazing Christmas service last year. It was just just so touching and it's one of my favorite places to lead worship wow. by far it's just uh-huh. they're so you know they don't just kind of sit there and sing they worship i mean they are so excited about the lord because they are seeing what he's doing in them i love that yeah i know a lot of prison chaplains are having that issue right now not being able to get into the prisons to to do their ministry so right Hey, I'd like to talk about a, one or two of your other songs. I've listened to some of these, and Don't You Know is such a powerful song. Could you talk to us about that and how that—you you wrote that song, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I was preparing for a talk I was giving uh, for a women's conference on identity, our identity in Christ, and— um, it was, it was a women's, it was a, it was a brunch and sharing my music and speaking. I had spent the week just in the word, just everything about our identity in Christ and what he says about us and who we are. And what I was reading was just so beautiful. And, you know, he knew us before we were born. We were chosen. We are, um, you know, all the things that are said about us. And so through that, I just started, I just started thinking, I actually started thinking about my own daughter who's Mm. in college and I just, sometimes she struggles and I just think, don't you know who you are? Don't you know how precious you are? And that's when the song came and it's, that's how it goes. It goes, don't you know who you are, child of God? Don't you know you are loved and made free? Don't you know of his plans, child of God, you are chosen and God's precious masterpiece. And then in the bridge of the song, I put in a lot of scripture about, you know, what he says about us and what we are. And it is one of my favorite songs because it really speaks to my heart and how I feel about, you know, ministry. You've been walking down the road, looking so long. I know you've been searching, but not finding And then you have another one, God Loves You, which is a very straightforward title, but it also talks about being a super Christian. Tell me about that one. (laughs) Well, you know, this song, it came out of a prayer. I was in prayer. I was just, this was earlier in my uh, ministry, and I had been, I was still struggling a little bit with um, um, how 
I don't want to say, yeah, I guess how people saw me, how I wanted to make sure they thought that I was a good Christian. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a little disagreement or something at church where I was trying to do the right thing and the person took it the wrong way. And it had me in, I lost my peace for about four days. I just was so upset that, that, that I was misunderstood. And so I went to in prayer and I just said, Lord, you know, I just, I want them to know what I, that I was being a good Christian, that I was trying. And, <laughs> and then, you know, the song came to me or he, Lord put it on my heart. It just says, you know, God loves you. God loves me. That's everything. That's everything you see. He died for us so we can have eternity. And so I started with, you know, I wanted to be a super Christian, the best that you can find every, with a perfect prayer and scripture for every time or however it goes. Um, but in my, but in your gentle love, you showed to me, Oh, wow. I should have the words. <laughs> I've been saying that one for a couple, couple of years, but basically he showed to me that it's through it's simplicity. You know, it's not complicated. Mm. He'll take care of it, you know? And, yes. I'm um, sure there's a lot of Christians who could I, I know relate to what you just said about losing their peace about a person <laughs> or some conflict. Yes. Exactly. And I, and I, I have to say, if there's one area that the Lord is still working on me. And, and, and this year has been kind of amazing for me because with all the isolation, I have just spent so much time with the Lord and he has peeled away some more of this uh, fear of people. Uh, and I, I really see some freedom and I'm, I'm more freedom mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for, for that. So That's yeah. Wonderful. Super Christian, the best that you could find. With just the perfect scripture and prayer at just the right time. But in his gentle love, God spoke to me and made my burden hard to see. I should listen more and love with simplicity. Well, Gretchen, what's next for you in your ministry? Well, I have actually, this has been a season of a lot of songwriting. I have just been writing a lot of music this year. So I'm in the process of producing that. Um, I'm hoping that the prison ministry opens back up. Um, I would love, I would just love to get back to the days where, we can, you know, be all be in church, and I can go visit churches again and have conferences. And yes, all and, and you're in California with uh, rather strict restrictions out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Our own church that we go to hasn't met. I mean, we've been watching online, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, and I feel so bad mostly for, you know, I have teenagers, and they are very involved in the youth group, and that's cut way back, and I just feel so for so many people in this situation. I mean, there's just, you know, but I do pray for the future that we can get back. And I mean, my, my prayer obviously would be for God to just um, use me where he can. And uh, I would love to just have more opportunities to go out and share that, that message of hope, the gospel with, I love going to churches. I love 
conferences, speaking, sharing my music, and just taking part in the whole thing. I just love hearing other speakers and, and hearing, you know, it's just, it's just wonderful. So mm-hmm. I'll just leave it in his hands. Yes. Well, we, none of us knows what's next, but sounds like God has some good things in store for you and your ministry. We want to point people to your website, which is Gretchen keskies.com and i want to spell your last name which is k-e-s keys k-e-s-k-e-y-s dot com so gretchen keskies.com and there's some pretty powerful blogs on there too and i will point everyone to her amusing song about 2020 and all of our mishaps (laughs) there so that's kind of fun So, uh, (laughs) Gretchen, thanks for sharing your songs and your ministry with us today and yourself, your own personal story. I wonder if you would like to close us out with a prayer for our listeners. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we have had quite a year. And, oh, there's been so much suffering, um, both physically emotionally. I just pray, God, that these times would draw people closer to you and that you can use this adversity, these difficult times, to help us look to you for our hope and our help. God, I pray for our country that we can live in peace and truth and righteousness in this country, that you will continue to be the one source that this country looks to for our help, that we'll lift our eyes to you. Lord, I pray for anyone who's struggling with addiction, self-destructive behavior, uh, in cycles of, of, of pain, mental illness. Lord God, I know you're the great physician. I know you're the great healer. I know you're the great counselor. Lord God, I just pray that those people would seek you through your word. Seek you, God. I know you, you're there for them. You tell them to come to you, when you, those who are weary and heavy burdened, and you will give them rest. You gave that rest to me, Lord, and I thank you for that. And I thank you for this opportunity today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Gretchen Keskes, for being with us today on Charisma Connection. Thank you, Chris. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection, and I hope you'll check out our other podcast on the CPN Network. That's Charisma Podcast Network. You can find that at cpnshows.com, cpnshows.com. Be sure to look for Strang Report and Green Lines, as well as many, many other shows. In fact, there are well over 100 shows there for your spiritual growth. That's cpnshows.com. And thanks for listening today. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.